to Gemini Placements. This is not an astrology podcast. Because I'm an island boy. <laughs> and I've been trying to make it. Because I'm an island boy. I don't know the rest of the words. Like, I'm going to get that gun. Staring to the sun. Something about Fugazi. Something about baby mama. Hey, shorties. <laughs> Just got right back into it. We just got right back into it. Look, we're going to casually acknowledge the fact that we've not recorded anything in like four months. We've been working, honey. We've been busy. We've been hustling. Okay? So don't come for us. No one's coming for us. No No one's coming for us. Nobody cares. No one's even asked. I think I've had like a couple people ask, but I don't even know if they listen to the podcast. I think they were just trying to make conversation. I haven't seen anybody. So no one's asked because I have been neglecting and ignoring all my friends and all of my loved ones. Um, I've been trying. You've been trying to do that. <laughs> I've been more successful, you little, yeah. you little Gemini scoundrel, you, you social butterfly. I see you out there going for drinks. Oh my go- god! Going for dinner. I'm just sitting at home. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I mean, like, obviously, it's been like a whole year since we started this. I like leading up to us recording today. I kind of like felt nervous all over again. Like, oh, my God, we're we're recording an episode and it's been so long. And I was like similar nerves to when we started, like right before we recorded the first episode. Oh, I feel like we were like, I almost felt like it was like we're starting from scratch again. I know we're not, but we've built an empire. empire on the backs of Kirkland and um, um it's like that Johnny Cash song my empire of dirt <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about <laughs> I almost don't either what the fuck <laughs> no it's a Nine Inch Nails song and Johnny um Cash covered it I was about to say Johnny Depp Wait, covered he it he covered their song and not the other way around I believe so I believe that's a Nine Inch Nails original you can have it all this is the musical is, it, is that her yeah is it is her yeah, I will let you down I am not a Johnny Cash fan no honestly. me neither I'm not and I was like he's the man in black you should like him I don't like fucking any man in black I just like myself in black because I look fire um no we've built a girl boss empire <laughs> Yeah, we've just been out here girl bossing, gaslighting, and <laughs> gatekeeping. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I wasn't nervous. I didn't feel nervous because I have been feeling nothing. Oh, of course. Of course. I should have known. <laughs> I've been feeling absolutely nothing. I'm not even going to blame it on seasonal depression. I'm going to blame it on my regular depression. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good one. Just consistent. Yeah, the consistent one that makes me the person that I am. Um, anyway, we can touch on that another <laughs> Fuck. What a beginning. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Welcome back. It's been over a year. We're in Scorpio season again. And you know what? We had to just sit out the fucking retrogrades. Yeah. In all seriousness. It's been fucking... I mean, work aside, it's just been intense. I don't know about you, Sam, but like emotionally, I I have nothing left. Because I feel like I've gone through so much internally through these, um, like, what, five fucking retrogrades we had. Mm -hmm. 
of just like dark night of the of the soul back to back to back to back like intense amounts of self-doubt i want to say healing <laughs> yeah there's been no healing on my side no. i definitely i've been i've been feeling similar similar things for sure it's been a very emotional ride over the last few months and uh not a whole i mean like hey i'm still in therapy my therapist congratulated me the other day ooh, ooh. Right? i Always. love the words of affirmation from the therapist right but yeah no i i hear you well you know what though real talk as a um someone with ptsd that's been in therapy for a really long time i've been on this like trajectory of like healing healing self-improvement and i feel like this year put me on my fucking ass so many times in a row where i'm like you know what i just have to like sit in this like mire of shit yeah. that i'm feeling and just like actually truly feel it instead of like shooting for okay what am i gonna heal next what am i gonna uh, what am yeah. i because you become addicted to that right and it almost mm -hmm. is like the process of of healing and figuring out what to heal next it becomes so addictive and it and it almost is some kind of weird escapism yes absolutely it's like spiritual bypassing you know which can tie into it if you if you do approach it from a spiritual perspective but if you don't if you like approach it from like a psychopathological perspective you can just keep being like okay i'm gonna work on this aspect of myself i'm gonna do this therapy i'm gonna read this self-help book yeah. um and just keep going and going and going and not actually face anything because you're not facing it you're jumping over a hurdle yeah and you have to just fucking look at it and and at some point i remember saying to my therapist and she congratulated me on this too <laughs> i'll have you know you yes she fucking better congratulate me on something it's been like seven years every fucking week yeah, you should have been congratulated a long time ago. I'm paying this. Literally, my therapist only congratulated me for just showing up. That's literally all she did. I want that bitch a new hip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She got a hip replacement. That hip's on me, honey. <laughs> um, but, she, you know, I said to her, I'm like, I'm just fucking tired of trying to change like this and move past this. And like at one point, you know, like I'm. I'm always gonna be a little bit crazy. Yeah. And I don't fucking care anymore. You know, I'm much more mentally stable than I have been in most of my life. Um, and it's fine. Like, I'm tired of this, like, crazy, unattainable goal of being this, like, super version of myself um, and totally ignoring the shitty, unfinished version of myself because that is who I actually am. And she's cool, too. She's fine. She can she can sit with us. It's all good. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, I'm going to, sorry, I don't know if you wanted to change the subject, but I would like to touch on one thing because I, I agree with you because it's something that I've been working on. It's something I've been working on a lot. Um, I shouldn't say working on. It's something I've been thinking about a lot is like this whole concept of like trying to overcome your triggers. Mm. Um, and I don't necessarily think that that's possible. Maybe it's possible for some people, but I don't think it's actually possible for me. I think that I'm always going to have triggers and, and my job is to like, you know, identify what they are and identify how they get triggered so that I can prevent them from happening when I can. But I mean, not beating myself up when I am and, and realizing it's inevitable that I'm just throughout the, for the rest of my life, 
I'm going to have these triggers and I need to accept that they're there and, and I need to do the right care once once I do get elevated or whatever to, to like calm myself back down or, or whatever. But, you know, like like you said, like I'm I'm crazy. I'm always going to be crazy. Um, and uh, only I can say that about myself. Nobody else can. Um, Don't you dare. But uh, yeah, it's it's a whole other level. It almost it's almost like a level of healing where it's like, oh, wait, no, just feel shitty just allow yourself to feel shitty absolutely and accept that that's a thing and it's just gonna be a thing from time to time it reminds me actually of an interview and i'm pretty sure i've told you about this there's an interview that and i don't like charlemagne the god but there's an interview that charlemagne the god did with pete davidson um back in february of 2020 um and pete davidson has borderline personality disorder um, and I like to watch it every once in a while when I'm feeling like really down on myself because we share the same personality disorder. And Pete actually talks about how um, on, like his friends are really good at letting him know uh, when things are getting really bad for him because sometimes he can't even recognize it and that he's realized that just like part of his life means that sometimes he's going to have to like be uh, like institutionalized or he's going to have to like be on meds or be off meds and it's just this ongoing cycle that he's going to have for the rest of his life and uh i mean you know it, that's just the way it is for some people right like you you have to accept that you know your your brain doesn't function the same way as others and sometimes that just means that like you have to do other things to to anyways i'm i think i'm rambling at this point. no i don't think you're rambling i think you're talking about some real shit and i think a lot of people need to hear that because we are living in this fucking neoliberal society where you have to just completely fucking fix yourself and turn yourself into this fucking robot mm-hmm. that is, you know, fucking building their girl boss empire and like hustling and is like a spiritual warrior and a fucking yogi meditation master yeah. and is has abs and perfect this and that. And it's like all fucking bullshit yeah and um we're just not allowed to be anything and we have to like hide all this stuff about ourselves and i'm just like over it to be honest um and yeah absolutely when it comes to mental illness when it comes to mental health i'm tired of having to think of like over you know yeah overcoming triggers i have a lot of triggers and you know we don't expect people with peanut allergies to fucking overcome their peanut allergy yeah, that's a fair point. Right? Yeah. We don't expect diabetics to um, all of a sudden have perfect, like, insulin resistance or whatever. I don't know how diabetes works. Nobody come for me. <laughs> I love that that was the example you chose. <laughs> I am always down to talk about diabetes, but I'm not going <laughs> to give you straight facts. But you know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. we don't expect these of, of anything else. It's just a mental health because... There is this kind of, we have this um, underlying current right now with the decline of religion. We have this um, pseudo-spiritual fucking hippy-dippy alignment, manifestation, new age garbage being spewed at us left, right, and fucking center. And it's so bullshit and it's all about like, completely like fixing yourself and realigning yourself and manifesting and this and that and it's just like that's not how it's we don't you don't fucking need it like perfect example like oh, we're getting off topic i'll make it quick well, like i did, <laughs> did an ayahuasca ceremony right and it's it's a fucking um peruvian plant medicine and then like 
I was so vulnerable and impressionable at that time. And one of the people that hosted it told me that like, I should go off my thyroid medication and stop wearing my glasses because what my- What the fuck? Because mother ayahuasca will heal my thyroid and my eyesight. And it's like, bitch, no. Like I have like, my eyeballs are a different shape. I have full blown astigmatism. I had my glasses off last night and bashed my fucking toe. I'm sitting here without shoes on. My toe's purple, yeah, honey. Toe's fucked. My toe's fucked, guys. My toenail's probably gonna fall off by the end of this episode, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's gonna barf. I was like, Sam, you wanna see my toe? She's like, one sec. Okay, show me your toe. <laughs> I mentally, mentally prepared myself. Let's go. It's nasty. But it's true. You're right about, I mean, the toe and also. <laughs> like, I better be right about my toe. Anyway, it's all shit and it's all cringe. And we're yeah. talk about cringe. <laughs> it's literally all the only content I can consume these days is cringe content because. Because you're an but, island boy. Because I'm an island boy. And I'm trying to make it. Yeah. I just, like, um, it, it just, it fascinates me. Like, the whole, it, it's like a whole subculture of the internet. I would honestly even argue that this is what white people culture is. Like, cringe. White people are cringe. Therefore, when people say, like, oh, white people have no culture, we do. It's cringe. It's all cringe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Florida man is white culture. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like. All those sorts of things. I was um, so the Island Boys have also been doing cameos all over the place, oh, right? Sure and for have. anybody who doesn't know what the cameos are, cameo like a, a cameo is obviously an actual word, but it's also a like a, a company sort of thing um, where Isn't famous like- or semi-famous people sign up for it, and then you can pay them money to like shout out your friend for their birthday or like mm-hmm. whatever, right? So they've been on Cameo and tons of people have been paying them for Cameos and Dana White did it yesterday oh as like um, uh, a way to like advertise the UFC card that happened last night. Um, and uh, they again like freestyled about the UFC and they were like, oh my God, it was just, it was so brutal. It's so brutal. So naturally I sent it to like 20 people I knew. As you should. Right? And uh, one of one of our friends uh, responded to it, and they were like, "Why as a society are we encouraging this?" And I thought that was a very good question. How uh, that, astute that we always ask with, with these sorts of things. You know, we asked that with Bad Bobby when she was on Doctor Phil and and that sort of thing. And and I I have a solution. Ooh, to give this, it to me. I think. It, so that these people don't get too famous and their egos don't get too blown up. People who get famous off of cringe should not get 15 minutes of fame. They should get 30 seconds of fame. Like the yeah. internet moves very fast, it right? Does. So why are we allowing them to be relevant for more than a week? Like mm. that's hilarious. That happened, whatever. I'm personally already moving on. I've already moved on to this girl named Vicky. Yes. And she is my new cringe obsession. <laughs> well, you, in fairness, for, for anyone that doesn't know who the island is. <laughs> I'm are. already moving on and we're like, love, oh wait, maybe we should tell people. I love that you're like, um, for anyone that doesn't know what cameo is, I think most people know what fucking cameo is. They're like, who the fuck are the island boys? Right, right, right. My bad. She moves fast, my Gemini partner. Um, she, just Google it. They're two fucking idiots from Florida who made a terrible freestyle. Yeah. Sam became one of them for Halloween. I couldn't help myself. It was just... To possessed you. Yeah, I like. I was like humming and hawing about it, and then I just searched basketball shorts on Amazon, <laughs> and the, the basketball shorts he was wearing in one of his Instagram posts 
was right at the top and I was just like fucking algorithm got me I have to do this now I have to no do one's this. got me the algorithms got me. <laughs> the algorithm always gets me I encouraged it I enabled it I was like if you don't I'll pay for it like I oh, just yeah. I messaged have... several people I'm like okay listen here are the pros here are the cons oh my what do God. I do everybody said do it so I went ahead and did it but you know Sam glued bananas to her head she became an island boy she worked all day she explained to our like midtown Toronto you know middle-aged middle-aged upper middle class clients who the island boys were I showed them she showed them them the freestyle it was iconic it was great it was a beautiful it was a beautiful shift I can't believe it was a whole week ago Um, (laughs) I really enjoyed working that day yeah it was a good day it was a good Halloween I mean I I didn't do anything after at all I went home. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm toast. I'm toast. I gave it my all. We had a wonderful photo shoot. We'll post some pictures. Yeah. Um, Because it was, it was really something. We made the most of it. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm moving on to it's fucking stupid, honestly. And, and there's just been so much fucking cringe. I think because all of our brains are fried. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it seems to be something that we all kind of want to experience. I think because everyone's having a rough year as well. So everyone's yeah. like, at least someone else is like fucking stupider than me. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I I feel remotely better about myself because I know that like, I haven't fucked up my brain the same way these people have fucked up their brains. Yeah, it makes you feel better about yourself. So I think that's why so much cringe content is being consumed. I mean... TikTok is definitely like propagating it because it's all it's all there. It's like yeah, TikTok is a cesspool of, of cringe. Um do you know who Tom Segura is? No. Okay, so there's this comedian Tom Segura, his wife, her name is Christina Pajitsky. They do an uh, podcast together called Your Mom's House. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Christina regularly has segments on their podcast that is called Cringe Talk and she mm. literally just spends all of her time shouldn't say all of her time. I'm sure she's doing other things. She is a mother of two young boys. Um, but she compiles the cringiest content she can find on TikTok. And Ooh. then she plays it on the podcast. And some of it, I'm I'm definitely like, mm, girl, that those are not people you should have been making fun of. Mm. But a lot of the time, I'm just like, oh, damn. It's like, you know, a family like- in Alabama who, like, locks the boyfriend in a dog crate. And oh then God. they, like, let him out. And then the mom makes out with the boyfriend of her daughter and then it's like this weird and I'm just that's like kinda uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of hot that's kind of like you know you, I watch things like that and then they like every like the daughter the boyfriend of the daughter the mom and then like the husband of the mom they all turn to the camera and they're like fuck anybody who doesn't like our way of life da, 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 da. that's America then, honey right and I'm just like oh okay I feel better about myself because. That's the that's gonna be us if the People's Party of Canada wins the election. For real, it's gonna be fu- uh, fucking their dogs and oh, shit. No. Freedom! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, it's so true though. Libertarianism, so cringe. The, the cringiest. The cringiest. Yeah, just so much cringe lately. I mean. What we were gonna record an episode a couple weeks ago, but Mercury was still in retrograde, kicking her ass. And my computer was—I tried to turn my computer on, and it wouldn't. So yeah, Sam was having technical difficulties. I was dying on the inside, um, and then oscillating between feeling absolutely nothing and then too much, and then too much. So it was just like not happening. But we were like, we need to do an episode all about cringe because that was the week, the day of. 
the MGK. Oh, yeah! Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox GQ photo shoot interview. Oh, my God. That... Oh. I'm like they're like they're the opposite end of the cringe spectrum. I find like they're there's like the people, the everyday person who's doing whatever they can to make money, and then there's the people who already have the money. They have the money who don't need to share with us the information they're sharing with us, and yet they still do. They do. They shared this with us. Oh okay. God, here we go. Megan Fox. For anybody who's been like living under a rock or just like doing like productive things that aren't how dare you how dare you who the fuck are you why are you listening to this now go to the doctor (laughs) become a doctor come here and heal my toe honey um okay megan fox on her instagram you know photo shoot fairness her bangs look snatched i actually ended up cutting my bangs almost the same way right after she looks amazing him eh, no thanks she looks stunning But anyways, besides the point, because this ruins it all, she wrote, The tale of two outcasts and star-crossed lovers caught in the throes of a torrid solar flare over romance featuring feverish obsession, guns, addiction, shamans, lots of blood, general mayhem, (laughs) therapy, I'm glad that's thrown in there. I feel like not enough therapy. Definitely not enough. Tantric night terrors, binding rituals, chakra sound baths, psychedelic hallucinations, organic smoothies, and the kind of sex that would make Lucifer clutch his rosary. Lucifer would never clutch a rosary, first of all. You know how I know you have the most vanilla sex ever? Yeah. (laughs) Because somebody who doesn't, doesn't talk like this. Like, you know that's how I know you're trying to prove something it's like it's like dudes with really loud cars I know you have a small dick you have no dick right so like it's an innie I'm sorry but like they probably actually have the most vanilla sex ever and like no there's nothing wrong with that but like don't try to present yourself as these edgy kinky fucking yeah. weirdos the kinkiest thing that's probably ever happened is he pulled her hair and an extension came out <laughs> And then he, like, used it to lightly spank her. And she's like, oh, my God, spank me with my, oh my weave. Yeah, she was like, oh, my God, I'm thinking of the greatest Instagram caption ever from this. Oh, machine gun. Like, what the fuck is a tantric night terror? I don't fucking know. You just combined a bunch of words together that sounded cool. Chakra sound bath. I hate all that fucking shit so much. And I always, like, get people, like, lumping me in with this, like, eh. Because I like the occult, and it's like, no, this is not, no, none of this (laughs) is is my shit. Do not pull me into this nonsense, white people fucking nonsense. This is stupid. He smelled like weed. I said, you smell like weed. He said, I am weed. Can you imagine a fucking grown ass man telling you he is weed? His birth chart is disgusting. I actually dated a guy who basically was like that. Let me tell you the fucking most ridiculous story. I dated a guy, it was very very short lived when I was 19, Mm -hmm. uh, who sold weed. And he, he turned to me one day after selling a bunch of weed and we were literally running all over Toronto where he was selling to his custies. He called them custies. Yeah, custies. And um, so he turned offshore. to me and he goes, I think God put me on this earth to sell weed. <laughs> and I was like, 
I'm sorry, what? He's like, I, I really think God put me on this earth to sell weed. I'm just so good at it. And I was like, well, the shit sells itself, honey. Like, firstly, <laughs> you're literally just selling to a bunch of noobs in Forest Hill. Like, oh my God. like you know, fucking 16-year-old kids. You could sell them oregano and they wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> Secondly, you're not, you're like barely breaking even when you're you smoking sell, like, it yeah because like you're literally you're buying enough so that you can re anyways i could i could go off about that forever but i just so basically i've dated an mgk you've type man um mm. i've dated some of the cringiest men out there Ooh. and uh so yes i can imagine what you that can. would be like and for some reason that worked on me when i was 19 you know i've dated some cringe man <laughs> in my time yes would you consider yourself a cringe person? Absolutely. Me too. I'm definitely, like, love it, live it, you know? Breathe it, laugh, laugh it. <laughs> love, I live, love, laugh, cringe. Eat, pray, love. <laughs> um, I too would consider myself cringe. Definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah. never- I mean, we have a fucking podcast. We We're fucking- definitely cringe. <laughs> we have a podcast. My my taste in music, the shit I wear every day. I mean, you know, but I you gotta own it. To yeah. be cringe is to be free. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Do you it's great. Do you live Should it? get that tattooed on my chest. <laughs> yes, on your titties. Yes. Yeah. Well, your tattoo experience was quite cringe. Oh my fucking god. And he's bro, he didn't even he hasn't even he fucked anyways. I could yeah. It's a terrible experience. I can't believe how much money I paid for that tattoo and how terribly, how terrible the customer service was. The fact that I'm going to have to email him to be like, hey, so um, this doesn't make sense. I need you to fix yeah. this. Fix um, it. I'm sure it'll take him six months to respond and he'll probably try to charge me to fix it. I'm, I'm sure. A lot of Toronto tattoo artists are fucking cringe. Yeah. Straight cringing. Yeah, they just, I don't know what it is about them, but they, they just kind of think that they're God. Yeah, God's gift to the earth. I don't. I'm like, just because like you're a tattoo artist, you're you're not. It's a weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing. Like I I noticed that among especially like the white dudes in the tattoo yeah. scene in Toronto, where they're like their shit does not stink and they're just like horrible. Yeah, they're kind of horrible to their customers. I can't imagine giving that shitty level of customer service as a hairstylist. Like I would have no clients. No, exactly. Like they like. Uh, I've had several tattoo artists make me feel so uncomfortable, like I was a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "But mm. I'm the reason. I'm the reason for your job. Like yeah. I don't. What? Like exactly? It's like imagine having a client in your chair and then making them feel like you didn't want them there. Turn, it it turns some of my clients on. So I don't know. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. No. And a lot of clients can be cringe. Yeah, Um, for sure. There's been some emails in the salon inbox lately. I've actually started, I've started, we're not going to disclose any identities or details, but I've started a new archive that one day I will release where I've been saving them. And I call it an expose or like an expose. Yeah. In case that one day I want to like become a cancelista and cancel all these people. (laughs) I'm so glad you just said that. Right. Um, um, but I've started an archive and I call it emails that make me want to kill myself. <laughs> Is that literally in the staff email? I'm looking for that folder tomorrow. No, I'm saving. I'm taking photos and saving oh, them on my phone. Oh, even better. Yeah. So if you like, and I mean, these are like next level 
It's yeah, the next no, level we're not shit. saying this for people to get self conscious about emailing us. Ninety percent of the people who email us are like totally fine and normal. It's, yeah, it's there's a very small group of people, and, and you just kind of just stare at the computer for a while. You like go back to the other page and then come back to it and you're like, oh no, those were the words that they said. Okay. You're like, this happened. Somebody is speaking to me like this, this way yeah. and I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, one day we'll do like a dramatic re oh, reading. that would be good. Of them. Like some time has to pass. These people need to get serviced yeah. or fired or something. Or leave, yeah. Or leave. Some or, of them have. Or like Kirkland needs to like make us rich, like become our fucking daddy. Like no. Kirkland, if you're out there, <laughs> Mr. Kirkland, like Please. this could be like cut to commercial. Kirkland, a brand I trust. <laughs> <laughs> I use Kirkland coconut oil. <laughs> in my hair. Ew, I, would I know. never. I know, that's why I said it. I coconut only, oil in your hair is cringe too. That is so cringe. I infuse all my organic Kirkland coconut oil with my vaped weed. <laughs> and then I give it to my grandma so she can sleep. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh. Yeah. See, wholesome. Kirkland yeah. for the whole family. <laughs> Mr. Kirkland, do you hear us? Come sponsor us because I don't want to work anymore. I know, right? Like I do. I am like a Soviet work machine. You are. You truly are. I have my first weekend off coming up next weekend since mid-June. <laughs> insane i've just been working straight through i just taught three mondays in a row so i've just been giving her i honestly just truly feel like a husk of a human being yeah but still out here still giving them the old razzle dazzle <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue to give them the old razzle dazzle until yeah. the end of time till literally or until kirkland sponsors until us. kirkland and then i'll only razzle or dazzle for kirkland okay what else is fucking cringe sam well, okay, so on the topic of MGK and Megan Fox mm. and, and also cringe, I guess, um, <laughs> is Travis Barker and Khloe Kardashian, and then in that sense, also Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny, I saw a TikTok, the, oh shit, sorry, uh, I saw a TikTok the other day, I think actually one of our, my friends sent it to me, and it was this girl, she had, did like the green screen thing on her TikTok, and it was the picture of Kim and Pete on that water log water ride whatever and she was like these kind of men oh no it was it was like a slideshow it was like it was a picture of megan fox with mgk mm -hmm. and it was a picture of chloe kardashian with travis barker it was a picture of kim and pete and she was like these men are to women what the manic pixie dream girl trope is yes. to men and i was just like exactly you have nailed it because straight up pete davidson is probably my biggest celebrity crush i have See, to be i didn't totally know who honest. he was um, I adore Pete Davidson. Even Do you like want to fix him? Um, no. So I explained this to a friend of mine. I I used to create this thing in my head, and th this is this <laughs> oh is the boy. BPD in me. Um, this is a thing that us mentally ill BPD chicks do that I would run into him in Staten Island and we would go for beer and shitty pizza in Staten Island and then we would trauma bond over our personality disorder shared personality disorder and then we would fall in love because we would understand each other's brains better than anybody else and mm. then we would live traumatically happily ever after and 
and then I met someone real who I actually love and and, and <laughs> she had to add that because her boyfriend <laughs> listens to the podcast so they just fucking moved in together and shit and he's a Scorpio so he would like cut her into bits <laughs> and then he would cut me into bits and he would like shake the bits together and then I don't know what the fuck he would do with the bits probably fuck them knowing Scorpios he would just fuck our collective corpse <laughs> no he wouldn't no he wouldn't <laughs> no he wouldn't <laughs> But he would. <laughs> anyway, Scorpio man, re- mad respect. <laughs> it's our anniversary tomorrow. Oh, you actually want to hear another really... Please don't cut me into pieces. <laughs> it's, our, it's our anniversary tomorrow. This is a really funny story. I'm totally segueing. Like a week or two ago, uh, it was like, I was like, what are we going to do for our anniversary? We have to mm-hmm. do something nice. He does not do high-end fine, dan- fine dining. Oh, that's um, shocking. <laughs> he's like, why can't we just go to Square Boy? I don't understand. Um, and, uh, I literally, I was getting to the point trying to convince him to go to a nice restaurant that I was like, I will settle for the keg. Please. Can we just fucking go somewhere nice? I want to dress up. I want to take you pictures. He doesn't have you. a button up, does he? Oh yes, he does. Yeah, oh, he, does, he does actually. Does. He looks really good in it. He's got a couple, I think. Oh, um, go Scorpio man. Right? Anyways. So him. I like really wanted to come up with somewhere nice to go, um, where we could dress up. And then all of a sudden he, go, he just gets on his phone in the middle of the conversation and I, I like wanted to stab him because uh, I was like, "Where in the? F-? I'm like, what are you doing? I'm talking to you." And he's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm just doing something for our anniversary." Aww. And I was like, "You're lying. You're fucking messaging your ball hockey group chat, or you're doing some kind of fantasy hockey thing. Like, you're not. No, that's not what happened. Don't, don't fuck with me like this." He's like, "No, no, seriously, I promise. It's like for our anniversary, whatever, right?" So I'm like. I still don't believe you. I'm calling my mom because I need to fucking talk to her. Because my mom and I were planning on buying Raptors tickets. So I called her to s- sort that out. Anyways, get off the phone with her. And uh, he turns to me and goes, okay, I figured out what we're doing um, for our anniversary. Uh, the Saturday after our anniversary, we're going out somewhere. And I was like, where are we going? He goes, oh, I can't tell you. I was like, no, oh. tell me, where are we going? And he's like, no, I can't tell you. It's a surprise. And I was like, well, how should I dress then? And he goes, mm, casual. Bro, daggers. Daggers came out of my eyes. I was like, what do you mean casual? Because <laughs> I'm like, I literally just spent 20 minutes telling you that I wanted us to dress up somewhere nice. Scorpio, man. And I'm looking, I'm like, what do you mean casual? And he's like, I don't want to tell you, but now I feel like I have to tell you because you look very mad. And I was like, what, what have you planned? What have you planned? Like, I'm not going to fucking square boy for my fucking anniversary with you. And he's like, I bought Raptors tickets. Aww. And I was like, Okay, maybe I could dress casual for the Raptors. That's sweet. <laughs> you don't have to dress casual for the There's Raptors. Just, no, of course not. I could. I could. They're your favorite. Be a bar star. <laughs> My favorite one. You're your favorite dinosaur team. Okay. <laughs> you should look fabulous for them. They look fabulous for you. It was just so funny. It was like he was trying to do something nice, and I still wanted to kill him. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's love. Right. It was so nice. That's really sweet. Go Scorpio yeah. man. Well, congratulations Thanks. on your um, happy anniversary. I'm excited for you guys. That's really nice. Yeah. That's amazing. I um, celebrated this summer my seventh wedding. Oh my god. Anniversary. How long were you guys together before you got married, too? Like a year and a half. Okay. so you guys And we have... knew each other. We've known each other now for almost 18 years. Wow. So we've been friends for 18 years, dating for almost 10, and married for seven, for seven and a half now. Yeah. Wow. Isn't Incredible. that fucking crazy? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago. 
Oh, it does. <laughs> yes, for you it does. <laughs> I was just at the wedding. I'm not in the relationship. Amen. I fixed him. <laughs> Ladies, it can be done. No, it can't. No, you, um, you can't fix it. Well, I'm fucking Bob the Builder. I'm fucking chipping away at I, that man all day. I love that we started this whole episode by being like, you know what? We just need to accept our flaws. We just need to yeah. accept our issues. We can't change we, ourselves. We have to work with our triggers. Yeah, and then we're like, but men, we can change men. Men are <laughs> fucking cringe. They need to be changed. I'm a misandrist. I'm coming out now. I'm a misandrist. <laughs> My husband knows it. He's like, babe, you fucking hate men. I'm scared of you. I'm like, I know, you should be. I still want my boyfriend to have sex with me, so I'm not going to say anything like that. <laughs> I'm just an edgelord. Um, I just like saying stupid shit all the time to get a laugh out of people. I'm not a mistake. That's why I like you. I know. That's why I like you, you enjoy so it. You yeah. have a type. Yeah, I like edgelords. You like edgelords. I know. And it's like, you know... Um, yeah, I just love saying stupid shit. I'm not actually a misandrist. I mean, men are cringe. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But, I mean, so are women. Fuck yeah. <laughs> as one? As one. I can I can say I am cringe as fuck. Yeah. I know many. Most most women I know are cringe as fuck. Oh, terrible. Terrible. And um, we were talking about how hetero relationships are so cringe. <laughs> yeah. Earlier today, and, like save off the podcast. Like, how does that? Like, how do? How do they work? It doesn't make any sense. Like, we, you think about how much like your po- your boyfriend. You think about it exactly. <laughs> it's literally purely the physical that saves you from the mental. Because it's like you can't get on your your partner's wavelength because your brains like just aren't the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you put up with them? But then it's like at the same time, how do they put up with you? I have no idea. How I don't know. Relationships how to... in general. Just how do they happen? How do they work? Why? Why do they work sometimes? Why do they not work? It's all the hormones. I actually went on a deep dive of this during the lockdown. I don't know how I I became obsessed with this topic, but I wanted to learn like the neurochemistry of like love. Oh. And it's so crazy because when you fall in love with somebody, your serotonin levels actually decrease. So being away from them makes you, like, depressed. So you become, like, addicted to the dopamine hit of being around them and then the like serotonin feedback loop you know because your body just wants you to like reproduce with them oh okay so it your body naturally does that to force you to be near them so that you will there's a higher chance of you reproducing yeah it's biological so your body releases like oxytocin and vasopressin and all these different hormones that are like love hormones that make you feel really good so it's a drug being in love is like very similar like cocaine Mm. and this is why people get into like crazy like chaotic and cringy fucking relationships where they like break up and make up and this and that because it's that you get that hit over and over and over again it's like you know addicts often are looking for that first high yeah so this is why you see couples that like are always fucking breaking up and then they're making these cringe fucking instagram posts where they're like we're back together we're so in love we really worked on ourselves we worked on ourselves like why why do we need to know that yeah just we're all it's already cringy that we know you guys are doing the back and forth um 
don't don't share any of the other information with us. Oh, it's terrible. Like that post that I showed oh. you. Oh my god. So this person that I follow on Instagram. First of all, I have to say this. This shady bitch sends me a screenshot. She's like, <laughs> she's like, look at this cringe ass motherfucking shit. She'll tell you in a sec what it's about. And I see she liked. Oh, <laughs> fucking whore. I love that you like. Two-faced Gemini evil fucking slut from hell. I love you for it. I'm like, of course you liked it. <laughs> I just want to show my support. She went like, and then she went screenshot, yes. and then she went, hey, Anya, look at these fucking morons. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. No, you're a wonderful person. Go on, tell so them. So this person that I kind of sort of know, um, they posted a, a picture of them with their partner back, I think, in the winter time, uh, and basically they were like, just want to shout out my partner for being so patient with me because I was acting like a total man child a few months ago and I like really fucked things up. He but cheated. They probably. I mean, he didn't, they didn't say, but he it made it cheated. sounded like he cheated on her he and she took him back. And it was just swear. the whole post was so cringy, but I was also just like, I mean, good for you guys. Here's a like because like oh. I hope you're doing well, but like. Also, why did you post this? Why are you telling everybody this? He's like, I, I fucked someone else and she took me back. And basically, I was and like, if I was your girlfriend, I would have been livid that you. I would have that. chemically castrated. Like, do not tell people that I took you back. <laughs> it would push me towards violent misandry, not just the level, casual level I usually reside at. Right. Brutal. Yeah, I fucking, it's so cringe. I fucking hate when people like have to tell us like what stage of the relationship, like when people like do social media or like we've worked on ourselves and it's like, it's one thing. It's like, oh cute, my boyfriend and I are moving in together. Like that's exciting. I get excited for people. I'm like, that's fun. Like that's great. I love hearing about people's like relationships. But when people are like, we finally overcome or like intimacy like, mm-hmm. also what's cringing when people tell me we're trying to conceive or we're trying to have a baby oh, we're trying i'm like please don't tell me about how you guys are having sex i don't like just tell me you guys are fucking and yeah. like that's like he's it. nodding in you babe thanks or i hate you know what i hate i hate when men say we're pregnant bitch you're not pregnant you're not you're pregnant. not fucking pregnant you're not pregnant <laughs> you're fat no, <laughs> i'm body shaming men now as a massage yeah <laughs> You're a fat piece of shit. This episode Richard. Just keeps <laughs> Isn't Richard? <laughs> I don't know what Richard is. I really don't. <laughs> You're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> You're not pregnant. You just drink fucking, I don't know, some fucking moosehead ale. Oh, yeah. God. Cringe so men drink. Moosehead also cringe. cringe. Terrible beer. We need to create a cringe scale. Mm, what's like the cringiest thing in the world? Besides for Megan Fox and MGK. I know, that's the first thing that um, comes to mind. Jeffree Star is pretty cringe. I'm kind of into Jeffree. <laughs> He's fucking racist. Oh, that's why I'm into him. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop. I can't stop being so edgy. Scorpio season makes me so edgy. It does, it does. It brings out the edginess. All the Scorpios. It's because big. you stopped caring. I, stopped, I don't give a fuck, guys. Yeah. Cancel me. What are you What are you going to do? Get me fired from my job? Do you know my fucking boss is? <laughs> um, oh, shit. Imagine. Imagine. Oh, my God. Um... Okay, hold on. Who? What's what is also cringe? <sighs> Alabama's cringe. Alabama, Texas. Florida. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is cringe. Like listening to Joe Rogan unironically and quoting it back. Yeah. Towards people who actually know more about the subject. 
Yeah, that's that's like now, is that is that middle of the cringe scale or is that like leaning towards the most cringe or or the least cringe? I like, think how, it's right of the you know like it's more, definitely yeah, it's more. definitely on the right. That's for yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, like cringe topia, like the most cringe thing. De- definitely MGK and like all and uh, Megan Fox's is definitely up there. Yeah, I guess Island Boys need to be on there, right? Yeah, like should we do like uh, would Island Boys be on there or would it be like Island Boys style TikTok content? It's definitely high high up on there because Real Woe Vicky. That's that's my new obsession. Real Woe Vicky. She I feel like she's kind of on the same she's on that level, level as as the Island Boys. She's the girl on the jet ski. Yeah. You know who I think for me is the top, and I think you might agree with me, is a certain influencer. Oh <laughs> the, the anti-influencer influencer that we hate follow. She's an talk about us being shady. This person, she's not an influencer. Okay, if you don't hate follow somebody on Instagram, get a fucking life. Yeah, stop <laughs> listening to this podcast. Yeah. Go raise your children or something. Yes. <laughs> Go walk children in nature. Yeah. <laughs> Go volunteer at the soup kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. You some good Samaritan, you. Mm-hmm. Go pay your taxes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go claim your tips on your taxes. <laughs> That's cringe. That's cringe. Nobody fucking do that. My mom's like, are you insane? My mom's an accountant. <laughs> well, the CRA find us. <laughs> yeah, the CRA are listening to this podcast right now <laughs> while jerking off. <laughs> CRA, you can come now. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is psychrest so much. This episode is psychotic. It is. It really is. Shout out to anybody who's still listening. CRA has left to, <laughs> to clean left up the chat. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. CRA just like, blew yeah, over this. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. If anyone listens to this, DM us and we'll like give you a bottle of shampoo. I have some. I have lots of purple shampoo <laughs> from L'Oreal. Come, come get it. Um. Yeah. So this non-influencer influencer is someone from Toronto. Um, you probably know who they are. We're not going to say their name. We're not going to say her name, but this... Per- <laughs> she'll send her fucking cronies after us. Yeah, because she'll cancel us and she'll send people after us. She has such a devout following. But this person is so cringe to witness their fucking Insta stories and their content because... Oh, man. Feel free to jump in anytime, Yeah, Sam. I'm just trying to even think about how I would describe... The pinnacle. This. It, it's because... Like, it's like, it's really... Sometimes I feel like it's something you need to just see to understand how bad it is. Because, like, it's... Her MO is to make people feel like they're part of a community and that mm-hmm. they can be as open and honest about anything that they're struggling with, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then she, like has this weird like flip side where she's like a dictator almost like evil yeah like it's she like she talks about like creating this like really kind community where everybody's looking out for each other but then like if somebody sends her a message that she doesn't like she blasts the person in her stories and then like yeah she hides their their account but it's like that person still knows that they're the person who sent that message she's now shitting all over them and some of the people that send these messages like do actually are like are actually coming from a good place yes Yes. maybe you know their wording wasn't great whatever but like to just slam them like that when you have tens of thousands of followers uh and then just have all these other people talking shit in your Mm -hmm. dms and then you're posting screenshots of like the shit talking you're doing in your stories and stuff it's like 
you're a fucking bully. Like, yes. you're still a fucking bully. Like, yeah. And you're, one of your exes went to high school with this yeah. person. Yeah, and said she was a fucking bitch in high school. And here's the thing. I know that, like, influencers and people who have a lot of followers can't relate on Instagram. <laughs> um, you know, get a lot of bullshit in their DMs. And sometimes you have to, like, you know, screenshot and be like, don't fucking send me shit like this. Like, are y'all fucking crazy? Like, you have to make an example. You have to whatever. Mm-hmm. But this person will, like, use anything as fuel to whine and complain yeah. and put themselves in a victim position and just, like, go on a diatribe. Yes. Right? And it's, like, I'm sure it's, like, one or two comments, but it feels like the way she makes it sound, it's as if they're, like, inundated with thousands yeah. upon thousands of them. And I just refuse to believe that. I really do. Um, Especially at this point, because... She's been running this account for so long, like mm-hmm, years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's been doing this exact thing for so long, and she's got fucking highlight reels about, like, how to message her and all this shit. And it's like, I get boundaries, but it's mm-hmm. also, it's like, why can't you just take things with a grain of salt? Like, yeah. Why, why is it, why is the onus on everybody else to be absolutely perfect in the way that they message you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're obviously inviting the messages because you're constantly talking about how you want this community, 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 and the mm-hmm. support. And I feel so supported and I feel so this. And it's like, you're trying to run a cult. Yeah. Just be real. Yeah. You know, like you're trying to run a fucking, some bullshit woke you know, new agey, but not even that new agey, not, not that spiritual. She, like, dabbled in new age for a little bit, mm-hmm. I feel like, and then she left it, and, it, like, yeah, she's she's all over the place, always. All over the fucking place. And, 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 I mean, I don't, I like, I see why people might fuck up in the way they message her sometimes, because it's like, yesterday you were into tarot, and today you're doing this that and the next thing and and nobody knows what... We love to hate watch her stories. Yeah, because it, it's just... <laughs> It just, I'm just like, how do you not see that you're, I look at her and I think you are so average. Yes. And you are so desperate to be different Mm -hmm. than what you are. And so you're constantly grasping at things to create an identity and none of it actually applies to you. So true. Um, And that's why it's cringe because anybody who's paying attention, who isn't drinking the Kool-Aid sees that she's doing that yep and it's just like oh okay so like today this is your identity today this is your identity and it's like i think the cringe one of the cringiest things that really sent me off recently that this person did and it's just like a testament to that kind of behaviors she loves to like lot and a lot of people like that do this where they like latch on to other people's hardships yeah and make it about themselves and they make it like it's like oh i'm contributing to their voice but it's like no you're making it about yourself and it's fucking irrelevant and it's just bullshit and cringe they reposted she reposted someone else's um like a uh, reel or whatever that was like a rant about how american eagle no longer carries certain plus sizes and how they went to you know buy a few new pairs of jeans and literally their dress size no longer existed and they were crying and they were really really sad and that must be like a horrific thing yeah to experience um you know and myself someone who's been very very large in the past i've been every dress size like 
up to like a 20 I think you know it's fucking hard I remember going to the mall with my friends and my friends would be like I'm gonna go here I'm gonna go here and I'm like I'm gonna go to fucking Cotton Ginny like you know there's like nowhere for me like clothes for me don't exist so I know that pain and I could really empathize with that person's pain however this influencer we're talking about is like the same size as me now like very kind of average like a fucking medium or whatever Mm -hmm. and like she then made all these stories of her going to h&m and being like oh this top only comes in an extra small like and it's like no it fucking doesn't it's end of the season and you're on the sale rack like the only sizes left are fucking extra small it's not that it's not that they don't make it for you it's that everybody else who's your size because you are the most average size has already bought the shirt already bought the shirt so she was like oh all these cute shirts only come in an extra small but it was like yeah it was like maybe like beginning of october and this was like a summer crop top and they just h&m just had whatever was left over in an extra small and then she was like and all the fucking sweats are out and they're in an xl and it's like like because it's the start of the fall season like (laughs) and then she like made all these stories in the dressing room trying on these outfits oh i miss those and she's like oh none of these fit and they were all too big on her oh my god because h&m actually i mean they're not perfect by any means guys but h&m used to do european sizing which was much smaller and then they got so much um they got so much flack about that they changed their entire sizing structure so actually their sizes run quite big mm-hmm. so yeah you sometimes have to size down in h&m like yeah. you'd probably like be a fucking extra extra small sam or something like True. so i'm like okay and then and then she kept like connecting her experience with this plus size girl who literally can't buy pants and is crying in the car because pants for her don't exist and she needs new pants she has no fucking pants and she's yeah. like upset She's like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, I was so excited to rebuy a few pairs of jeans. They don't exist. Like, the, I don't exist to the store anymore. And this person, try it. Like, you're just like making up these non-issues and crying, and then and then talking about how you ordered new clothes from some other store and and they look cute. And then you're just like made a video of you shaking your ass and looking cute. And I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. What the fuck am I watching? Like, why are you trying to, like, you're white, you're... Able-bodied. You're able-bodied, you're thin, you're whatever. Like, you are just an average, typical white girl. Like, yes, you've gone through trauma and had some shitty life experiences, but, like, you're not anybody special in any way. And you're just trying to latch on to other people's actual identities identities identities, and suffering. And like, weirdly, it's like, I don't know. It's very And I think a lot of white women do this. Yes. White women are very cringe. Very cringe. Because they, because that's exactly it, right? Like they are so desperate to feel something more than average. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh, I, I, whatever and like i get it people need to they people need to experiment and, and figure things out and, yeah. and i'm not trying to shit on anybody who has recently made a discovery about themselves or people who who are different whatever i just feel like there is a very large group of white women and these are the same white women that you know get roasted on instagram and whatever for like having the meltdowns when they are extremely problematic and like accost black people and things like that like yes. those are the these are the people i'm talking about like these these people just 
are, I don't know, it like, I, I just wish there were more white women who were willing to take a step back and be like, maybe I should let other people have this. It's the centering of the self. That's and, it, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being a voice and being a presence and whatever and doing your own fucking thing, but when and you... And being an ally. And being an ally, but it's like, it's like Demi Lovato shit. Like, she's fucking cringe <laughs> as fuck, you know what I mean? They... Oh, sorry. <laughs> they are cringe as fuck, you know? Yeah, eat... Aliens is derogatory. Oh, fuck Alien is derogatory. Don't, don't forget that. Fuck we can't off. use the term alien to talk about extraterrestrials Can you because Demi imagine? said it's derogatory. Can you, like, come on. <laughs> it just... Like, yeah. On. It's like, okay, okay. And... You know, it's it's hard it's hard to look at. Like empaths are cringe. Oh, if you call yourself an empath, that's cringe. And I've been there. Yeah, I've me been too. there. Me and too. I think most people with I'm cringe. We are, yeah. we are cringe. But most people with a PTSD diagnosis have probably at some point gone through some kind of spiritual woo-woo phase yeah. where they are like, I'm an empath. And like I actually so I, I'm just checking I'm just going through my Instagram like saved folder. And it's funny enough, this meme uh, that I saved came up. It's like, 12 signs you are an empath. Great. I love it. Let's see where this fits on the scale. Frequent need for solitude. Already uh, identifying it with the anti-influencer influencer. Always looking to help those in need. Excellent listener. You are very intuitive. This whole intuitive thing, what does that mean? Like, what is fucking intuitive? It means you have trauma and you... <laughs> project things onto people and assume that this is what's happening internalizing other people's emotions like how is that a gift like it's not it's not literally empath just means you have post-traumatic stress disorder yeah. and that you are hyper aware and hyper vigilant and hyper vigilant yeah like always looking for answers love of nature and animals Strong belief in humanity. Well, I never had that. Natural born truth detector. Again, that's like just bullshit. Like, they're true. You can't be. You literally cannot be a natural born truth detector. Unexplained fatigue. Well, that's your body trying to literally keep you alive during, uh, while carrying trauma around. Yeah. People, even strangers, want to tell you their problems. <laughs> Honestly, it's just, it's all trauma. It's Violence all and cruelty on media can be overwhelming. That's called being triggered, hunty. Yeah. Right? You're and sensitive. Like, that's it. Yeah, like, you're sensitive and you're especially sensitive to things that have wounded you in the past. Like, I hate to break it to whoever, but, like, it's not, you know, and it can be a gift in some situations if you go into, you know, if you become, like, a therapist or social worker yeah. or whatever. A lot of people that have been through trauma do yeah, want like, to help other people, and it helps them. Oh, totally. Like, all of those things, while they experience them, would be extremely stressful in certain situations. It also has the ability to make you a very good friend, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. it means you give a shit. It means you're paying attention to people, and it means you're you're trying to consider other people's feelings and like empathy is a real thing having empathy is a real thing a that form of intelligence can, right? i think but like assigning this this title to yourself it just it, it yeah it is very woo, woo i just and it's the same with like manifesting i just feel like Ugh. empath and manifesting and those kinds of words like they're thrown around so much and i'm just like 
people saw a couple cute infographics on Instagram and now they're like, I'm manifesting this, I'm manifesting that, blah, blah, blah. Actually, hilariously, um, so there was that UFC fight last night and I believe his first name is Kamaru, but his last name's Usman. He was the co-main event title fight. He actually talked about, in, I was in and out of sleep, so I'm probably not gonna remember all of this great, but he actually used the word manifesting. He talked about how he wanted to be the greatest welterweight fighter in the UFC or whatever, and so he's like, I manifested that. But you know what that means? It means he worked his fucking ass off. Yes. He worked his fucking ass off. That's how he manifested it. That's, oh my God. That's it. It's not sitting there and being like, I'm going to think these positive thoughts. I'm going to like, you know, speak to the universe, da, da, da. It's oh like, no, God. no, no. That's not how this works. <laughs> There's no woo-woo here in manifesting. Like, If you're a good friend of mine, you've probably heard me go on this rant. But... <laughs> Modern fucking man, this whole manifesting woo woo that is black magic. You're all fucking playing with black fucking magic because the this whole concept of like, oh, the universe has abundance and you just like have to take, like, you can't, it's the material, right? Like, uh, the universe and this planet is abundant in the sense that like we have running, we have water, we have, you know, fertile oxygen. soil for a hot minute, you know, yeah. some oxygen left, you know, you can grow your own vegetables, this, whatever, like things are possible. It doesn't mean that if you think about a Ferrari, yeah, you're going to get a Ferrari. And like, I really fucking hate that shit because it's like, it's not to do with like material man-made possessions. Like if you're going to get spiritual, like the universe doesn't know between a fucking Lamborghini and a fucking horse. Mm -hmm. It knows, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to break things down into esoteric symbols, it's, it's a transport, right? Movement, like shift of energy, shit like that. And it's like, I keep seeing it everywhere. And I actually disgustingly see it a lot in the hairdressing community. Cause that can get really woo. -woo. Yeah. And there's one um, artist, there's one balayage artist who I used to adore. I mean, I still, her work is amazing. And I've, t I've taken some like online classes from her to learn like freehand painting. And um, so I'll give her that. But she, after, and this happens with a lot of hairstylists where they start out, it's, it's a pipeline. It's the fucking successful hairdresser to fucking spiritual cult guru pipeline. Mm. And you see it all the time and I don't, and it's, it's to do with the ego. I mean, we're artists, so we all have big egos and we have people constantly affirming that and it becomes addictive. Yeah. So I can see how it happens. But this person, you know, started out with just doing well on Instagram, posting really pretty balayages, freehand painted hair, and then started teaching online classes on how to achieve that and in-person classes. And then all of a sudden she kind of shifted gears and got into like Reiki and stuff like that. Reiki's kind of cringe to me. I mean, I don't know if someone wants to like prove me wrong and fucking fix my fract possibly fractured toe with Reiki, like DM me, because I'm not going to the I'm not going to fucking emerge. <laughs> no, <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll be sitting there for twelve hours getting COVID and shit. So, anyways. Yeah, so she, you know, got into Reiki and energy healing and stuff like that. And then she started selling these online classes on manifesting money. Oh, man. And like the secret type shit, oh, you know, man. where she's like, you're not making the money that you deserve to make. And this is, again, keep in mind, address the hairstylist. So this is an industry that's like over 85% female owned. Mm -hmm. We just go automatically, you know, got to factor in the wage gap and the fact that it's young women and queer people 
going into this industry, which uh, means that we all get fucking exploited, especially in the first few years of our career. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're telling these people that they're not making money because they have a bad energetic connection with money. And it really fucking pisses me off as someone who grew up like in poverty. It's like, uh, I didn't have money because I fucking, my parents came to this country on a floating fucking door and like sold their fucking wedding rings to have a hundred dollars to come to Canada. It's not their fucking energetic connection to money. Like you can't manifest shit by like thinking about it. Like, yeah. oh, like attracts like, like it's so, it's so ignorant because so obviously, you know, um, she's making crazy money by telling people that they have a bad relationship with money. And if you give her money, she'll make you she'll feel- show you the way. And then and then if you don't make money after taking that workshop, it's on you. It's on you, which is like already capitalism makes us feel this way. Yeah. So. You know, manifestation and magic and all that stuff like churned through the capitalist machine is like very painful to look at. And the secret and law of attraction, I have a huge problem with law of attraction because it's so out of fucking context and it's being used again mostly by like white women, white men too, who like sell these fucking programs and they don't mention all the other fucking laws. You yeah. know, because there are, there are seven, it's, it's one of the seven hermetic principles. Anybody can take out this book called the Kybalion. It's free because it's in the public domain because it's over a hundred years old and it's a very, very simple guide. And the law of attraction is just one of the fucking things in it. And they're very, very clear and they make a lot of sense and they have nothing to do with you fucking rejecting fluoride and fucking manifesting <laughs> a fucking yurt yurt in you know bumfuck nowhere and or like driving a lamborghini or whatever like it's become so convoluted and it just becomes a tool that somebody just uses to exploit people and and manipulate people and it's all like cult of personality it's all culty 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 shit yeah. and it's so hard to look at because all that information is readily available to us and you're just using it to make people feel bad about themselves so they buy something from you yeah and you're presenting it as this alternative way of thinking but this is exactly what tele you know like ads on tv or ads on instagram and the algorithm do to us they're like your teeth aren't white enough buy your fucking toothpaste it's like oh you don't have money it's because you have a poor person mentality yeah but i can't my fucking gary v gary v is cringe topia barf hate him can't Can't stand him stand him yeah but it's exactly that shit it's like you wake up in the morning and you have the positive attitude. If you don't yeah. have the positive attitude, you're the problem. Go outside. Get some sun. Touch blah, blah, grass. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, like, my, oh god. my god. Telling everybody to like work for themselves, they quit their jobs, be entrepreneurs, all that stuff. Again, I see this in the hairdressing industry a lot. Oh my god. Not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. Like I'm all for people making their own money and and hustling and being successful, but like not everybody it has like the brain or the cap- capability or is to be ready to a business owner. Yeah, to, like yeah. it's not easy to be a business owner. You it's have really not. like you have there's a certain type of person who can do it. I'm not that person. Like maybe I, not yet. Don't push people into what are potentially very dangerous situations yeah. where like their whole livelihood is at risk. Because that person's going to come into your life, sell you like a $200 program. You're, it's going to fucking brainwash you. 
And then you're going to make these crazy life-altering decisions. And if you don't succeed, they don't give a fuck. They moved on. They're selling a program to, like, 10 other people. Yeah. This is why coaches and mentors, I think, cringe. So cringe. And we're not talking about Coach Maya, who's the fucking best. Making us buff daddies. Yeah. Yeah. She's got fucking papers with her name on it from places that are, accredited. That that are legit. We're talking life coaches. We're talking... I fucking hate life coaching shit. People who think they can tell you how to fix your whole life and they don't have anything to prove that they have the authority to give anybody this advice. Well, this influencer used to do this. Yeah. They did one-on-one mentoring and coaching before they even, before she, I don't know why I keep saying them, them, and then I like misgendered fucking Demi Lovato. I don't know why I'm like, I'm like, I just assume that she's non-binary because she's like everything else. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I Yeah, I just go back. I, I just was saying they originally because I was like, it's. He thought it wouldn't be less bait. <laughs> it's like you won't be able to tell who the person is. Oh, come on. Um, but yeah, like she would mentor people before she even turned 30 or like got her shit together in any way. And I'm yeah. like, you're literally baiting lonely people to hang out with you. Well, that's it, right? It's like it became essentially it was like, oh, you're basically just making people pay to be your friend. Yeah, and I remember she did like close. Um, close yeah, you had to pay. You had to pay on her Patreon to be part of her close friends list on Instagram, so you could see exclusive Instagram content. Like, what was it? it? Like, it was a probably sandwich? just more of her crying. Oh my god! And dancing like, in her underwear. Like, I don't. And uh, and people paid five dollars at least. At least on Patreon. Like, what the fuck, you know? And I'm and I'm like, hey, make a Patreon. People deserve to be compensated for whatever. But it's like. You're like literally just manipulating people into making you feel like they're you're their friend. Because there's a lot of lonely people out there. So many lonely people. And people that feel like they don't fit in. And if you're someone who's constantly like, I'm an outcast too. Like, I'm the black sheep. I'm the black sheep. I'm a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. It's like most weirdos don't even know that they're weirdos. Yeah, actually. (laughs) Like, real weirdos do not know that they're fucking weirdos. Manipulators know when to say they're weirdo to get out of fucking sticky situations. Yeah. As a manipulator, I know this. (laughs) As a misandrist, I say this. I definitely, it's funny you say that to get out of sticky situations, because there's definitely been so many times where I'm like, I swear this person, she's on the verge of getting cancelled, of getting Mm -hmm. deplatformed, of, like, doing something. Like, it's just, it like, it gets to the point where it's, it's so much that I'm like, somebody has got to be watching this who's just, like, compiling a list of, like, all of the ways that she's problematic. I feel like another cringe thing that I keep seeing all over social media is, like, and I get where it's coming from, but I think a lot of people are, like, experiencing, like, a dark night of the soul because mm-hmm. of, like, the hardcore depression, but, like, ascending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ascending. Where y'all going? Where you cannot they leave. Know. They don't know. Uh, this is a reality check for anybody that thinks they are ascending. You are stuck on this physical plane. You cannot leave. Yeah. Even if you die, you will be reincarnated here. <laughs> you will come back here. This is the plane of suffering, honey. Yeah, you're stuck here forever. You are so stuck here. Sense. We live on fucking earth. Yeah, oh my god, I keep, I've saved so many of these. Think of yourself as a human magnet, constantly attracting what you speak, think, and feel. Oh my god. I don't know if it's that simple. This is my favorite. 
You can either live logically or magically. It's your choice. <laughs> what does that even mean? It means either you can live like a person who actually realizes that they exist on this planet and need to pay their bills, or you can be delusional and yeah. white and wealthy. Yes. Yeah. And that's it, right? And that's mm-hmm. the other thing that it comes from is like the people who get away with doing these things have money in the bank already. Right? Because you manifest in it from your dad. Yeah. Everything I desire to manifest is waiting for me. All I have to do is allow myself to receive it graciously. Wow, I don't fucking know about that. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm not enlightened enough, but mm, I don't See, know. I think this is why I always go back to Island Boy style cringe content <laughs> is because I'm like, this is simple. I understand. Yeah. I, like, I don't understand it, but I under. Stand it, you know, because like this is how I live logically as opposed to magically is by staying in this realm because I understand it. Because to me, this just it just looks like a result of capitalism and a result of the Internet and and just what this is. The Internet has created all of this. This is my favorite. Ascension symptoms. I'm sorry, what? Did you say ascension symptoms? Yes, symptoms that you are ascending, okay? And we're your two mentally ill homies. We're going to really evaluate this right here, right now. And let's figure out what this actually sounds Already. like, Already. okay? And this this is a really pretty image. It has like a little hamsa, you know, hand with a rainbow coming out of it. Very yeah. attractive. Headaches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those are like actually gonna be real physical symptoms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and that means you're ascending. You have headaches. You're ascending. Hi, Telehealth Ontario. (laughs) My fucking toe hurts, and uh, I have a headache. You're ascending, honey. Imagine, imagine that's what they said to you. I can't wait. I want like a spirituality hotline. I want to be. I want to do it. Headaches, blurred vision. That's just when I take my contacts out. Actually, they've been in all day. I'm already getting it. I feel like also blurred vision is a symptom of headache sometimes. Or maybe migraines, mm. I guess. Like Ringing in ears. <laughs> That's called, t- is it tinnitus or tinnitus? Tinnitus, yeah. Tinnitus, darling. <laughs> throat irritation or needing to clear throat often. So far, it just sounds like COVID, bro. Right? I'm just like, so you're sick? Like, or allergies. So everybody, everybody's... Everybody who got COVID was actually ascending. Yes. This is like, it's like in the fucking, did you, did you ever watch the movie This Is The End? The Seth yes. Rogen, James Franco. And at the very end with the apocalypse happening and they're all fucking going Imagine up to it. heaven. They're all ascending. But they're because ascending. they got COVID, they, they just all died and got COVID. So yeah, you need to clear your throat. You're ringing in your ears, blurred vision. Better tell you that I cried at the end of This Is The End. Why? Because it, it was, was over? Because it was so beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. Their friendship. They were like sad to Aww. separate. I'm way too sensitive that you know i was i cried it was over because i couldn't see james franco on my screen anymore and i love him so much james franco is also cringe he's so cringe but like i'm a misandrist for all men except james franco (laughs) so glad dave will never listen to this okay anyway back to ascending bro heart palpitations okay anxiety Trouble sleeping or needing more sleep. 
Like this is so. So broad. you're you're depressed, you're anxious, and you're sick. Yeah. This is literally what this literally sounds like every day for me. I know you're ascending. Oh, okay. Well, girl, look, you're putting. Look at me go. You're putting the ass in ascending. Hey, oh, thanks, Maya. <laughs> right. Um, put the ass in ascending. Vivid dreams, fatigue, sweating more. See, this is where I'm like, I don't perspire. Because I'm a Russian vampire, so I'm not ascending. So maybe mm. I am like a lowly spiritual being. Can vampires ascend? I don't know. Maybe I have another infographic about this. Um, sweating more. Random intolerance for certain foods. That's just turning 30, honey. Yes. You need a probiotic yeah, and a or, prebiotic or, and a digestive yeah. enzyme. <laughs> you should be a life coach. Right? <laughs> if anybody wants to hire me to coach their fucking life, DM me. How much? How much you charge? How much should I charge to... You know what? I'll start... $999. 1111 <laughs> Yeah, perfect. $1,111. Yeah, it has to be an angel number. An hour, honey. Um, nausea. This one's for you. Diarrhea! <laughs> Ass! So I think they mean like ass ending. This <laughs> literally sounds like you could be. This is just this is like, just everyday okay. stuff. This is like I'm hungover. I'm I'm fucking nausea, heart heartburn, diarr diarrhea, indigestion, diarrhea, septo bismol. <laughs> that was not how that goes at all. Out of TV, I'm ascending. Um, dizziness <laughs> or feeling floaty. You're hungry. It's not a meal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have too much coffee. Aches and pains. Again, Again. being over 30. Shortness of breath. That's as. Yeah. I not ascending. That's as. Ma. ma. <laughs> you got that as. I ma. <laughs> Shortness of breath. Yawning or burping often. Fuck off. No. I'm not even fucking Who joking. wrote this? Heaven to Earth 1111 wrote this. Of course. Oh my god, there's like a long post about oh, this. No. Um, yawning or burping. Excessive thirst. That's just dehydration. <laughs> it's just men. <laughs> I have excessive thirst. I have excessive thirst for James Franco. I have excessive thirst for my man. Right? <laughs> and Pete Davidson, apparently. <laughs> Pains in hands, wrists, knees, feet, or ankles. No mention of toe. Oh, well, there you go. See, I'm going to hell. I'm really, descending. You really, truly are. It's because you're calling them out. That's why. I'm calling them out. They know. It's always a good time to post these symptoms after a major geomagnetic storm and solar flares. Oh, solar flares. Yeah, it's all always right, the solar flares. I'm not reading all that. But anyway, yeah. that's crazy. It, yeah. Like, it, it, and, that's, and that's the thing, right? It's like people who are trying to manipulate vulnerable people will use something super vague and super common that w literally everybody be like oh i have that oh i have that it's like the way that it's like when you read horoscopes from the back of the newspaper yes. in the early 90s and early or late 90s early 2000s like it was so vague that you could apply it to literally anything in your life and you did because yeah. you were young naive impressionable whatever and that's the exact same thing that's happening here and it's just blanket statement yeah a spiritual transformation which i guess is different from oh. ascending oh okay symptoms to look out for relationships are ending 
See, then that's another perfect example. That's when you get people when they are their most vulnerable mm-hmm. because they've lost a friend, because they've lost a lover, whatever. The universe is talking to you. That's what that says. It yeah. says your spiritual awakening, you'll experience the universe talking to you. Yeah. But they don't explain how. Not how. You no, just, just, you'll know. You feel out of place. Mentors appear in your life. And see, this is where it gets fucking dangerous. Because yeah. this is when anybody can step in and you're like, you're my mentor. No one's a fucking mentor. Like every human being. I mean, some people are qualified, obviously, to be mentors. Yeah. And, in a vo- it has to be a vocation. It has to be a science. It has to be something factual. This is the issue with this new age hippy dippy fucking bullshit is it's not grounded in anything. It can change every fucking minute. Exactly. And, and it ev- does. And everyone has a different interpretation of it, right? You keep seeing repeating numbers. And this is, again, angel numbers and stuff like that. And I I don't know. I have conflicting feelings about synchronicity. I do believe in synchronicity. Yeah. But I also believe in... I don't know what that ter- what the term is, but when you think of something you see it everywhere confirmation bias thank you that's yeah. it and like that's what when i because i see angel numbers a lot but it's because i'm also thinking about it all yeah. the time and um by the way 420 is an angel number hell yeah it is 420 69 mm-hmm. yeah and 69 <laughs> is also an angel number and so is 666 um there's an urge to resolve old issues you struggle to sleep it just sounds like like depression. Yeah, it literally just sounds like someone's going through it. And yeah. Okay, this one is wild because this um account talks about I don't want to read the whole post. Uh oh, the comments the comments got deleted. So I have screenshots somewhere. I'm not gonna dig them out, but and I, I didn't fact check this, it's totally believable, but how you know in the drinking the the body the blood of christ started with like women drinking their menstrual blood oh i didn't know that was that i don't even know if that's 100 percent factual i mean i i could believe it i could see it but the comments was just like sounding off with so many hippie women talking about drinking their menstrual blood or giving their boyfriends menstrual blood but also like unknowingly no like being like oh i keep my man around by sneaking a bit of my diva cup juice into the cooking and shit like it was it was demented it was demented demented oh my god that shit cuckoo i might start doing it what (laughs) it's so crazy i might just do it i mean like Hey, babe, mm, this tastes a little metallic. (laughs) (laughs) I can't keep a diva cup because Milo hunts for it. He's destroyed two. He wants. He wants the blood. He wants the blood. He's he's a yeah. That's how you keep a man around. (laughs) That's how I keep Milo around. Yeah, that's how you keep Milo around. Otherwise, he'd just leave. He's a flight risk. (laughs) He he is truly a flight off the balcony. (laughs) Oof. Um. Yeah. That's my cat, by the way, for anybody who's listening. Yeah, that's not who Milo is. Yeah, Milo is not Scorpio Man. No, he's not. He's a cat. cat. Scorpio Man is the one that's going to cut us (laughs) off. Yeah, the one one who's definitely going to kill me after listening to this episode. He's going to murder me. And it's fine. I welcome a murder. If I get, if and when. Welcome the sweet release of death. Yeah. If and when I get murdered. If someone's out there listening to this and they're planning my murder, please make it so good that there's at least like five podcasts and a Netflix special about Ooh. my murder. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I wanted to be like her face was cut off, her nose was cut off, her eyes were cut off, her teeth were ground up. This just sounds like Squid Game. Right. Her teeth were powdered. He snorted them. He shit them out. He froze the shit. (laughs) I love that you can just come up with all of this on a whim. Like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. Just, if you're going to murder me, like, murder me so good. CRA. Daddy. CRA won't because they want you to keep paying. Yeah, 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 money. exactly. Then like, you're better alive to us. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, the CRA won't murder me. I don't think your boyfriend will murder me either. No. I think he thinks I'm cool. Anyway. <laughs> you better. What is this fucking episode? I don't know. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. Um, We've missed you guys. I hope you've missed us. Venus is going into retrograde. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that. Yeah. One more retrograde um, before the year ends. We've gone through like six. Simultaneously at one point, we did have five happening all at the same time. Five planets retrograding. So When was, was that? Was that August? Yeah. August, September, even up until October. It was all five planets were in retrograde at the same time? Almost, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, No wonder I was so fucked during those months. Yeah, like, I just found it hard to... It was, like, day by day. I was like, okay, today I'm going to wake up. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to... Whatever. I'm going to wash my hair. I'm going to try to eat a meal. Like, now it's, like, I don't know, a little bit easier. But, yeah, Venus is going to go into retrograde on December 19th. And when Venus retrogrades, shit gets cringy, apparently. We were really yeah, like, we were reading about it. And they literally were like, there will be a lot of cringy moments in your life. We so were like, we're preparing you for what's to come. Yeah. We're already there. We're in the in the depths and the trenches of cringe. But you might be experiencing. But Venus is the planet of love and beauty. Apparently also money, which I didn't know. I didn't either. I would, I would have thought to associate that more with like Jupiter, even Saturn. Um, but Venus is also in Capricorn right now. It's going to be chilling in Capricorn. So, and, and it's going to retrograde in Capricorn, which means, um, a lot of like questioning of, um, traditional stuff. And you might actually be wanting for more traditional, like romantic things, more practical mm-hmm. romantic things. So that's interesting. That that will be interesting when it comes to like marriage and so like Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. It's like very much um about ritual boundaries, ceremony, like shit like that. And Scorpio just moved into Mars. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mars just moved into Scorpio, which means everyone's just like horny and evil now. Excellent. So, what a recipe for disaster. Horny and evil and cringy. It sounds literally like MGK and Megan Fox. So, what a better time. Right? <laughs> then now, um, yeah. Are we ending this? I guess is it, so. Is it over? Have we run out of things <laughs> to talk about? I don't know. I actually could probably still get going, keep going, but, like, we're at almost an hour and a half at this point. And, yeah, we'll uh, ease ease people in before we get into the two-hour episodes. But, listen, we're back. We're recording in the salon. We had some sushi. Sam colored my hair. We had a nice little day. We're feeling kind of better. We're feeling... Yeah, I mean, something, really. Something like that. So, we don't promise a schedule. No. We're working on it. We're working on it. Bear with us. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how either. I mean, I enjoyed myself, but I don't know if any of you did. But I I actually really like chaotic, unstructured podcasts. They make me laugh. So, I'm bringing that energy to you. 
and maybe we'll have something more of substance to talk about in the next one. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe there will be structure. Maybe there won't. There won't. Yeah. Um, see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye!